Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Dude, I'm finding like little pieces of cheese all over my keyboard I'm not gonna lie, I, I was thought you were having... gonna say your face No, no, I just picked up and ate some cheese like from between my keys <laughs> Oh, it wasn't is it just... like a... Uh... String cheese, like not string cheese, but like the shredded cheese from like a taco. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Mexican yeah, okay. blend. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. that's way less gross than like the corner of a piece of cheese from a cheeseburger. I feel really. I don't mind that yeah. either. I I kind of enjoy that. Like fold that. I'm up not and saying get, like, I wouldn't. Texture. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't eat either of them myself because I absolutely would. Just I would feel less shameful about the shredded cheese. From a taco over like hamburger cheese. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels greasy to me. Well, like, I'm not gonna lie. I was in here um, just housing a bag of shredded cheese earlier uh, uh, while watching okay. this movie because I was I was hungry and I have no food in the house. And it was before yeah. Sarah dropped off some dinner, and I'm like, well, I made tacos a couple weeks ago. I think I have cheese. <laughs> The cheese should still be good. The, the cheese, cheese is stands still alone. Good. It's still very good. It's delicious. I ate like hey, half buddy. of the bag. I'm not going to shit for a week. Do I sound like an effeminate robot on this episode? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, I will let you know in about two hours when I'm editing this. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, uh, my my audio last week was jacked up. I sounded yeah. like an effeminate robot. And th- well, the worst part is, is we can't even figure that out until like during post when I, it's l- also- I messaged you and Phil. I'm like, <clears throat> I am so sorry, guys. This is a really good episode. But Kyle's audio is borked. It's a it's a damn bummer for multiple reasons, because <clears throat> number one, it has literally never, ever happened. But it has happened to other people that we know and record with. And now. I totally get how it happens because it's just, it's a weird ghost in the machine, man. Yeah. A new computer too. Like I think that's a big part of it because what it did, as I told you in the message and for the listeners, for whatever reason, even though we've recorded with this setup multiple times before this point, at that time, because we had this call going on uh, Discord here where it's using this mic to talk to you. Uh, it's always recorded that on Audacity at the exact. It's like recording to both places at the it's same like splitting. time. From, splitting to yeah, me, splitting to the program. Yeah. Even in the testing that I'd done beforehand, uh, outside of the Discord call, it was fine. And I think just for whatever reason, when I hit record that time, it saw that this mic was in use on the Discord call and was like, oh, we can't use that. So it switched to the camera mic to default which is just awful and not something that i even look at so who okay it's terrible who is that camera mic for seriously like is that for some grandma that doesn't understand the difference because i i promise all webcam developers nobody's using these mic these webcams for their mics they're terrible they're terrible even the one built in on your laptop is better than the camera that comes on this fucking mic or the mic that comes on this camera. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I my apologies, listeners. But dude, I can't even. Stand, I can tell when I call somebody or if I'm on the phone with them. I can tell when I'm on speakerphone. Oh, a hundred percent. Damn that. And yeah. it's. I don't know what it is, but I think speaker phones and like car phones or whatever when it's rerouted, it cuts in and out constantly. It and can, yeah. ev- and it's always the same people. I'm like, can, I, can you take me off a of speakerphone, please? I can't hear half of what you're saying. Because <clears throat> uh, it's it's like the default with my mom, man. And it drives me nuts. And I've told her a thousand times, like, hey, don't put me on speakerphone. Because number one, with my mom as with everybody, I talk freely. I curse like a goddamn sailor. It's yeah. one of my charming qualities, I feel. Like, I I, I paint quite a picture with profanity at points. And you can't have me on speakerphone like that, especially when you work in a public-facing job and I'm right? dropping fucks and shits all over the place talking to my mother. Like, dude. Kyle's over here peppering off. in some sentence enhancers, and his mom's like, uh, oh. Does she walk around like this? Is she one of the people that, like, dude, this drives me nuts, too. When you see somebody walk into wherever you are, you could be in a store, you could be mm-hmm. eating, it doesn't matter. When they walk in, I was at the airport the other day, and some dude were sitting there eating, and some dude was doing the this thing, where they're just holding their phone in front of their Out. face, talking into it, and the in person's public. on speakerphone. Yeah, like, dude. I, why? why? Why is that a thing? When did people stop holding a phone up to their ear, and yep. they're now just holding it in front of their face, looking like a moron trying to figure out how to follow directions on their phone? And you know what makes it all the more better and easier for everyone is I don't get how not everyone just doesn't have uh, personal earplugs in at all times listening to your music that also have built-in headphones and mic. You can talk way easier. Right. You have them. I have them all the fucking time. Mine are always I, on my person. You can always. always just fucking hop on those. You could talk way quieter. I'm really weird about anybody listening to my phone calls. Like, I, I have to be like, mm. I anybody even in the house, like, I'm just weird. It's always been a thing. Like, a phone call is a private conversation, I've always felt. Yep. So, it's very yeah. weird. I'll Don't get ta- calls at uh, work, right? And they know that I'm around other people. And, that you know, the person on the other line will start talking about, you know, private matters about other mm-hmm. employees. And I'm like... Yo, like you know, I can't talk about this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like it's not the that time or the place. Man, cut me a break. Give me some slack. Get cut back. me some slack, Jack. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, man. It was Ugh. such a pleasure to have Phil on last week. That was a great movie, and I had a hell of a time with sudden death. Man, I had a blast with sudden death. And Shawnee, I gotta tell you, you know, you and I had some some trepidation, some worry, some uh a little bit of the old nail biting about uh, you know, if Action Movie December was gonna just live up to the hype, cause uh, you know, we had some there's been an occasional stinker, a a, a rare dud in action movie uh month. But uh Man, I think last year's action movie December <laughs> outside of like Commando was a month full of stinkers. <laughs> what a uh, you know I didn't like that Jean-Claude Van Damme very much. It was like an older one. Well maybe I did. I don't remember. It wasn't exciting. I remember we just we started with Commando and it was just downhill from there. There was no topping yeah. that and it was really hard I think to bounce back. Was last year the last Die Hard as well? Because that wasn't great. 
last year was the last Die Hard. That is correct. Because this yeah. year we started in July with Lethal Weapon One. So, yes. Hell yeah. So yeah, that was it. Was a real stinker. A full last year December. What it's good to say. I got to say, uh, totally not trending that way this year. It's not. This has been not at all. I was just in the kitchen whipping something up because I've I, I've got like the like I'm not even stoned, but I have the munchies, munchies. You know, mm-hmm. it's sure. I, I don't get them very often, but man, I've powerhouse through a a big ass bag bag of Funyuns. I had dinner okay. that Sarah brought over. I nice. had half a bag of cheese. I made a package of ramen <laughs> noodles. Cheese. Yeah. And then I sprinkled some keyboard cheese into my ramen noodles. Now that's how you get the good flavor. Hell yeah, dude. It, 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 actually, I didn't like it. I, I regretted it. <laughs> Anyways. I regret this decision. <laughs> right. Uh. But but you got to commit. You ever, okay. So you ever toss something into something, think it's going to make it better, but it doesn't. But now you got to yeah. eat it. But what you do is you try to eat it all like really quick, like just get it out of the way so that you can enjoy the rest of it. No, I usually just throw it away, man. Oh. <laughs> I ain't yeah. even lying. I'm just, I if it's not good, if it's if I'm not, I can't force myself to eat it. Like, <sighs> you nope. were waiting for me. I I had to eat it. I had I had. Well, I, I literally stuff. I did it tonight. Like I told you, I was getting ready to eat. We cooked up uh, a meal that we had like ordered online, and we cook it. And uh, it fucking sucked. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I was a little later getting on because we threw it away and I ran out and got some McDonald's real quick because fuck it. Nice. Okay. It was terrible. It was, it was awful. Was it like a HelloFresh? Yeah. Uh, okay. And it had like, it, it called it like a coleslaw, but it was really just really dry Brussels sprouts. And I'm not a Brussels sprouts guy. Oh, so that was really? number one offense. Send those and bad boys like, up to me. It was a chicken... Uh, a chicken breast with a uh, squash puree on top. And man, the squash puree was awful. That sounds terrible. Like, it was not good. And so like we took a couple bites a piece and Mandy was like, this is awful. And I was like, thank God. Cause I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good. Can I, I'm going to throw it away. You want to get McDonald's? And she said, yeah. And I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> man, that is, that's refreshing when, uh, when she's on board with that. But anyways, yeah. I was in the kitchen having the munchies and i was thinking Scooping to myself yeah i brought it back right and i was thinking to myself man spoilers man i really liked violent night but i think i like this movie better dang so, i can see why for, uh, for reasons that we will yeah, get of into course, of course i like them we'll for very them. different reasons very different reasons but this mm, uh, put a pin what, in it so what I what I'm proud of us with action movie December is that we throw all semblance of bullshit out of the way because like an action movie we're getting to the guts of this shit. We've come out every episode and been like, "Yo, I love this movie" or "I hate this movie." And uh, third week in a row on this one, uh, I texted you because spoiler alert: uh, if people that have listened previously, this was originally going to be the Sylvester Stallone movie over the top, mm-hmm. which is him driving a truck and arm wrestling. <clears throat> and while Sean was uh, on vacation in Florida, which I want to talk about, uh, I texted him and I was like, hey, man, uh, just letting you know I'm calling an audible. Uh, I want to watch Tango and Cash instead, which is another Sylvester Stallone movie. And I think, honestly, it's one I've wanted to cover for a lot of action movie Decembers, but because it's once a year, I would I always forget. And luckily this time, for some reason, I remembered, wait, Tango and Cash. 
And I am so fucking glad I did, man. I'm so glad you did, too. And, like, you know me, man. You're calling an audible. You know I'm not watching the movie until the day of the show anyway. And that's why it was safe, too. Like, didn't I didn't worry. Yeah. yeah. I knew text, it was good. You texted so. me that, like, four days ago. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I completely, dude, until this very moment, like, ten seconds ago, I couldn't even remember what you planned on watching. Until you said yeah. over the top. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right. Yeah, but I'm glad you chose this one. I, I've never even heard of this movie. Well, that's what I said to you, too. I, I After I watched it, or maybe it was even while I watched it, I was like, dude, I'm so it was glad during. I called the Audible, because this movie fucking rules. And yeah. It's literally, dude, ah, we will put a pin in it, but I, I, I was laughing to the point I was clapping by myself watching <laughs> it, just having the time of my life, so... I have a feeling that we both enjoyed it for a lot of the same reasons, and I think it's because of a, a lot of the a lot of the things that we have in common that we've covered in previous shows. Yeah, I hundred yeah. percent agree. I think it's going to be a fun one. But before that, Shawnee, yo, let's talk about the Bayou. Wait, I don't want to. The, bayou. the swamp well, Florida sucks. Does it really? I mean, Dude, it does. Okay, I hundred percent agree. Okay, so here's the thing. I know, like, to the point, to this point, I, I just kind of go along with it because it's like, ha, 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 just fl- hating Florida is your whole personality. Ha, 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 ha. But seriously, I hate humidity. I can't breathe in it. Like, yep. I, I cannot breathe in humidity. I get dizzy. I feel like I'm going to faint. I hate humidity so much. Um, thankfully, when I go to Florida, it's usually this time of year where it's not humid at all. Unfortunately, every single time I go to Florida, let's put it this way. I landed and my grandmother goes, oh, wow, we've been in a drought for the last couple of months. Do you always bring the rain? Every single time I go to Florida, it's a downpour the entire time I'm there until like the day I'm about to leave and it <clears> is <throat> bright blue, clear skies. And it's like, bye. Yep. Thanks so, for nothing, dickhole. It's never in that respect a lot of fun. Um, but it was a lot of, I mean, it was a great trip for a lot of other reasons. But there are things that I, that you don't know about, that the dudes don't know about. There was some stupid shit that happened. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. I mean, it's funny. It's funny to look back at now. But I spent the first couple of days. We uh, spent the first couple of days at my mom's house. Um, Uh I haven't seen her in like six, seven, probably like, oh, gosh, maybe only like five years, four or five years. So it was nice to see her, spend some time with her and her husband and, you know, see my grandmother uh, and, you know, my man Pepe and. It, it, it was nice to see them, you know, like Pepe is 85. He's getting old. Mimi's getting up the, there. The names that you have for your grandparents. Yeah, that's the I love that. Meme and Pepe. Yeah. Mim and Pip. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's weird. Like I just said, my grandmother, I'm like, yeah, no, that's wrong. Nope. Got, got to rewind. that. <laughs> Can't do that. So I saw Mim and Pip. That was awesome. Uh, you know, that's the grandmother that I didn't talk to for like six years because of, you know, politics um that's family man yeah i get it i'm there too so it was nice to kind of bridge (laughs) bridge that gap again (laughs) um yeah right that's bringing the show back 
Then went to the other side. Uh, my family's on the West Coast. Her parents are on the East Coast, actually like right outside Cape Canaveral, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so spent the night there and then just spent the next three days at Universal Studios. <laughs> which was awesome, except that, of course, it, I saw that it did rain on your parade there. Oh, my God. The first day. Dude, I am so glad we went to her parents' house. And her dad's a big fisherman. Like, they literally live right on a canal. He takes the boat out and then goes out, like, deep sea fishing or whatever. Um, He has insane rain jackets. So we just borrowed the rain jackets. And we were covered, like, to our knees. These things were incredible. Nice. Uh, Dude, it was an absolute downpour there. But... We didn't have to wait more than like 10 minutes to get on True. anything. True. And, and we ended up going, dude, we went on the Velocicoaster, which is probably like the best roller coaster I've ever been on. And really? Oh, dude, it's so freaking dope. There's a point where you're like doing a corkscrew like 10 feet above water. Wow. It, dude, it's so sick. But we're sitting there, you're doing like 60 miles an hour. You're just getting pelted in the face with these big ass raindrops. And it's like, I can't sure. open my eyes, but this is sick. Um, and then this is kind of funny. You think that you're wet, right? It's raining, you're wet, your feet are wet, your pants are wet. And we're like, well, why don't we go on this log flume ride? We're already wet. Let me tell you, folks. Oh, huge mistake. Yo. You can think that you are wet and that you can't possibly be any more wet. Wrong. You can yeah. be more wet. Yeah. Because, dude, we went from walking around and just kind of being pretty wet to every step you take is a... Yeah, that's the bad part about, like, when you are you become soaked after already being wet is that, like, in the summer you ride that, you'll dry off in, like, an hour, maybe yeah. two, walking around the park at, at fucking 90-degree heat. That is not... You are just going to stay that level of wet now yeah. and only progress worse. Oof. And... I was wearing jeans, so I oh, now So it just was, wicks all the way up? Dude, I was now walking around in like a 20-pound pair of pants <laughs> and shoes that were just wicking. Oh, man. But we, we rode a bunch more. And that roller coaster, literally, it closed like the second we got off of it, which was dope. Yeah. And That's some terrifying. other people were in line, and they got two fast passes because they couldn't get on a ride. And they're like, we're leaving. Do you guys want these? I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, they're Tight, good for a dude. couple of months. And we're here for another two days. So we ended up using those the next night, like as the park was clean, uh, closing to hit the same ride again Tight. in the dark. When it was everything raining. lit up. Yeah, dude. It was so sick. It was so That's sick. That's awesome. Did you, uh, how did your feet look like raisins when you finally got your shoes off? I have no idea. I wasn't looking at my feet. I, I oh, was, man. dude, I was so uncomfortable and yeah i i we just stripped down and got and took a long hot shower did you guys did you get a hotel at universal no we actually got a hotel um it was only a couple minute ride from there but it was next to it was next to a universal resort hotel and so we took an uber like the first day but then each subsequent time we went and came back we figured out oh Let's just go next door and jump on their bus. So yeah, we just took their nice. bus back and forth, which is pretty sweet. That's tight. That, that's yeah. way better, too. Yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, we totally were here for this. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even fucking matter. It was 
I th- actually, I think it was the second day after a long day. We're like, man, let's, let's not walk back. Because getting to Universal, it was like six bucks for an Uber. But to come back, because everybody's usually leaving around the same time, it was like 25 bucks. They surge you. Yeah. So it was either like walk down and check out the bus sitch or like walk mm-hmm. the mile and a half. And we just got on the buses. <laughs> I'd have made the same choice. <laughs> so anyways, so we had what that. Was your, uh, what was your favorite part of Universal? Um, was it was it Harry Potter? I mean, yeah, it, it's awesome to be over there and kind of check out the sites. But my favorite part was just kind of I've done it before. So being able to go at a slower clip and not have to try to fit everything into one day and spread sure. it out into three days was that was huge. That's huge. Like we did. Yeah, we did one park on Saturday, one park on Sunday, and then we kind of just hopped. But we did both of them on Monday. Oh, never mind. I guess on Sunday we did both. But we focused more on the first day, more on one, second day, more on the other, and then the third day just tried to clean up the pieces of the stuff that we missed. Nice. But my favorite part was probably just like, because I've done it before, just watching Sarah experience it for the first time. Sure. That was really cool because I've already read in all of that stuff, except for the Velocicoaster. That was new <laughs> since last time, and it fucking humped. It was hot. so. What kind of coaster is the Velocicoaster? Is it an upside down? Is it a giga coaster like that goes fast? It, oh, it it whips. This thing whips. Yeah. It's doing all sorts of flips, dude. Halfway through the coaster, you hit like another speed boost. So oh, you, tight. so okay. it uh, it starts by taking you forward like twenty feet and into this room where there's like raptors or whatever around you, and then it just launches you. You just like full speed, full speed ahead. And then about halfway through the ride, you hit another boost pad. You started to slow down, you know, after the last couple loops. And then you just hit hit a speed pad and you're going full speed again. (laughs) And it's, dude, it was so fucking wild. Um, But so second day that we were there, I lost my wallet on the very, at the very first ride. And it's wild because I was a little stoned at this point and I'm like, fuck, but through the day, I was piecing it together. I definitely had my wallet with me, and I had it when we got to security because I remember putting it in my back pocket and being like, I love these shorts. Look, there's Velcro. Check this out. This will never fall <laughs> out. And sure enough, we go the from The Velcro there. shorts. Showing off to your girlfriend your Velcro shorts is one of the most alpha moves in history. <laughs> it was- check it out. The pants, Velcro, baby. <laughs> it was just a velcro back pocket like they're swim trunks right and so <laughs> the first thing we go on is the simpsons crusty the clown ride and you know after that we go to go to the bathroom and i want to use the app on my phone to order something that she wanted to get like a beer or something but where i was going to order it from you had to actually go and pay with a card because 90 percent of stuff you order through the phone like, if you go to the restaurant, you just order on your phone and they bring it to you. And so I'm like, okay, let me grab my wallet. Oh, shit. Where's my wallet? I spent all day trying to piece together what happened. From security to the Simpsons ride. Where is it? I go to Lost and Found three times through the day. I go back to the Simpsons ride. They check everywhere. The the walkway up, the, the exits, they can't find it. And I check in with the Lost and Found outside of the park in case it was in security. 
And they're like, no, you know, check back tomorrow or fill out this form. And so I was stressed, man. I'm like, man, we leave in two days. How am I getting on a plane? Folks, if you go to if you go to a theme park, this is actually what I found out afterwards when they gave me my thing back. Um, Contact the local police and they will walk you through how to get home. Just be like, hey, I lost my wallet because they might do like a police report for you saying that your wallet was lost. This is your identity because they can verify who you are. Um, So do that so you don't have to be stressed like I was. But it turns out the very next day. Yeah. Very next day I went back and they had found it under the Simpsons ride. Um, But they never would have found it until after they closed when they're cleaning up. This is so wild and circular i've been re-listening to uh, a bunch of episodes of this podcast uh i like and and like one of the earlier episodes the host dude uh the comedian he talks about like they're talking about he'd just gone on a roller coaster ride and his wallet fell out and he had he wrote it like two more times before he found he could like see his wallet and he was telling the people at the park and he was just like He's mad because they're just dumb kids and they're like, oh, I can't do anything. And like he had to do the same thing. He had to go back the next day yeah. to get his wallet, even though he knew it was right there. And like he, he was pissed because it was also the first ride he rode on. And like he didn't have any money for the rest of the fucking day. He was so mad. Yeah. And that's, I, that's just hilarious, dude. Man, I went through the same exact thing because I, I also don't like it when like Sarah's paying for everything all through sure, the day. Like, sure, it doesn't really matter. We, you know, we'll always make sure we're square in the end. But uh, you know, we I practice. Kind of feel thing. like a doofus if I'm getting everything paid for me, right? And yeah. so we actually hate so well. Like the first day, we kind of got hangry a couple times because we we were just trying to, you know, when you go to a theme park and you don't want to spend money on food that's going to be terrible. Yeah. Well, turns out Universal's got some really good food. There I'm wasn't sure. a single yeah. thing that we ate that was bad. So nice, dude. It, it was bomb. So that day we went to eat at like one of the sit down places in Harry Potter World, and then that night we went to Mythos, which is the number one rated restaurant in theme parks in the world. Oh. Which we walk yeah. in, she goes, "Do you have a reservation?" We're like, no. She's like, oh, well, we're full. We're full for tonight. So we walked like 20 feet away. Sarah pulled out her phone and made a reservation. And we just went back an hour later. Nice. Food was was amazing. Did you, uh, uh, at the Harry Potter place, did you get butter beer? Uh, I didn't. She did. She got uh, hot butter beer, which I hadn't had before. uh, And I tried some of that. What does it taste like? It's basically like if you're a Mary... If you were to marry like butterscotch with um, like shortbread, it's really good. Okay. Okay. It, it's very it's good. It's not it's alcoholic, good. right? It's no. like a root beer. No, it's not root beer. It's, but I'm saying, I guess, what I'm saying, more it's like, like a, butter beer is like root beer. Neither of them are actually beer. No. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Like yeah. They're yeah. just named blank beer. Oh, uh, bitch. But beer, they're root not beer, butter beer. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I actually tried the pumpkin juice, which was okay. really good. I hadn't had that. It was just a, a trip of trying stuff that we hadn't had before, kind of. And then on the plane ride back, I spilled my drink all over myself immediately <laughs> as soon a, as they gave it to me. And second so I just, most alpha move you can do, by the way. Dude, 
Yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first ta- first time I've ever used a call attendant button oh. ever. Because he put it down, and I just, dude, I was drenched. My balls was cold. My butt mm. was cold. The lady next door got some, got some after splash. She got some uh, collateral damage. Yeah, she got some collateral damage. Yeah. Ah, uh, poor thing, man. It's a, it's a, it's a reality of war. Everybody's gonna get collateral damage at some point. But oh, and the hotel that we're in, it was a, it was a really nice, it was a pretty nice hotel. But the towels that they had, really nice towels, except for both of them had blood stains on them that we didn't nice. realize until we were cleaning nice. ourselves off. We're like, uh-huh. sick. Love awesome. this. So we waited till the last day to point it out, and they were horrified. We, uh, I remember I went and stayed uh, at a hotel. We were going to the Louisville Zoo the next day. And me and the girl I was seeing, we walked in, and I remember we turned on the light, and there was just a huge person-shaped dark stain on the floor and it's like <laughs> huh somebody die there i'm assuming i mean it was just a fucking random <laughs> shitty hotel with a human-sized dark stain that was looked like dried blood but i mean oh my someone died there and then like nobody found the body for two weeks mate yeah or they got shot up and something gone wrong and because it was not in a good part of town i will say too it was a uh Obviously, if there's a blood stain on the carpet, the shape of a person, it's not a good side of town. Yeah, a, a hotel, a good hotel doesn't a rent that room out till they fix it, and b they fix that, which mm. this hotel obviously had no intention of doing either of those things. Yeah, yeah, people are still gonna come and stay. You know, at those yeah. rates, they will. Got to bang their hooker somewhere. <sighs> oh my god! Yeah, it was probably a hooker body. Do you think that there's still hotels that do by the hour room? Oh, they absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's one relatively close to me that does by the hour. Wow. And I'm sure I'm pretty sure it has like a heart-shaped jacuzzi. What is the like legal justification for that? People that just need to catch a nap? Yeah. Truckers. And they don't want to they I guess so. They don't want a full full stay so you can rent for just a couple hours. But I, who I didn't for even think hour? that you would need a legal justification. How you? Well, gonna, I mean, like, Kyle, if you need a nap, right, and you're like, I don't want to go home and sleep on my bed. Are you like, are you yeah. not going to get mad at me for questioning you on that? No. Like, well, I, I want to take a nap, bro, in this heart shaped jacuzzi. <laughs> I don't under listening to some Nirvana. That's what. uh when a girl shaves her pubes into a heart, that's a heart shape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that the whole point point of that song? I don't think so. No, that was uh, that was a real thing Courtney Love made for him. It was like full of mementos and shit. Oh. She's crazy. A, it was a love song. I mean, who isn't crazy, really? Hmm. I mean, not th- there's crazy. crazy, and then there's Courtney Love. There's not Crazy Eddie. <laughs> mm. I hear, I hear he's not crazy. Speaking yeah. of crazy, Randy, I played? watched. Yeah, he's crazy as fuck. <laughs> I did a thing. I watched a show I would never care about. Instead of watching like two seasons of it, I watched an AI break down pretty much every both seasons for me, <laughs> as it like played through like clips of the show. How'd that go? It was pretty 
enjoyable. It was an AI voice narrating it, I will say. Somebody edited it somehow. But it was like you could clearly tell it was an AI voice, but it sounded human-esque for a while. And then sometimes it would just... The way it would pronounce things, and it just gets hung up, and you're like, that's not a real human saying that. Uh, Did he just say vagina? Yeah, exactly. Shit like that. And it's just like once every once in a while, because it's... Again, these were like an hour long, and it'd be at like minute 46 or whatever, where like... You know, they probably listened to like the first and the last half to make sure it sounded good, but they didn't listen to the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody just dumped a bunch of text into an AI voice box. That's which is the way how the this future. show goes. Like I, I listened yeah. to like the first three minutes, the last three minutes. Guys, oh. whatever happens in the in the middle. I thought I'm not responsible. This entire show is just two typed conversations dumped into AI text bots that are communicating back and forth i wouldn't even want to do that as a joke there's no sentience happening here it's just ones and zeros man we're all code it's the matrix bro Hmm. that's my stoner character it's like a method (laughs) acting or something uh that's this is terrible this is Is terrible i was enjoying it (laughs) i can see why it's terrible but i was having a good time you know what else made me have a good time sean What's that, Kyle? A little movie from 1980, what, 7? It's either 87 or 89. I believe it's 87. Is it 89? God damn. Yeah, it's 89. A little movie from 1989, a little flick called Tango and Cash, which is just a cool-ass name. It is Russell Fest! Yes! I The whole time watching it, I was like, fuck yeah, Russell Fest 2, action movie December, and a Russell Fest plug? Let's go. Yeah. Yep. I was very excited to... This is my favorite Kurt Russell movie that we've covered. On really? The show. I can yep. see that for sure. 100%. Yep. I, he I is mean, absolutely beautiful Kurt Russell in this flick. To be fair, I think the only other one that I've done on this show is Escape from New York. We City. only did New York. Did we not do Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, Maybe. Actually, I remember what happened with that one. Did we not? Is is that did the time that before? No, we did do that one. No, it wasn't the time before. That was just, there was a mistake in the time before. We had a guest on once. We were going to cover, cover this movie called Big Trouble with Tim Allen. And he thought we were doing mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China. So it was a weird episode to try to record because... He didn't watch the right movie. We did watch. Is that the one where he looks out the window and somebody's like riding a a motorcycle across a bunch of cars? Maybe. Yeah. And it's it's the Chinese Kung Fu one. And he's also does like, yeah, it's Kurt Russell. That is. I do like this one better, too. uh, Yeah. As a Kurt Russell flick and as a flick. Some people will come at me, but Tango and Cash is way more fun than Big Trouble in Little China. And I would argue it's campier. Mm. I Okay, so now that we're talking about this movie, yeah. and we're going to probably get into how it even starts in the first place, let me tell you why I like this movie so much. Sure. This is an ADHD playground. I had I so... That. What's that? Okay. I said I could see that. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> Kyle's getting some more water, so I've got to fill some time. And I picked the perfect time for him, for me, myself to ask him a question while he was walking away. What an idiot. What an idiot. Anyways, it was like, man, I was constantly be being bombarded with interesting things that wouldn't let me look away from the screen for more than a couple mm -hmm. of seconds. And it like starts right off the rip with Tango being in this sweet police convertible chasing down this big 18-wheeler <laughs> and then for some reason getting like way ahead of it and then just shooting into its windshield. <laughs> like, man, I would not want to be a criminal in the 1980s. Like, Dude, police right? it, fucking bonkers, man. It was cowboy shit. Also, my neighbor's dogs are barking, everybody, so enjoy that. Sick. Love your neighbor's uh, dogs. Oh, also, Florida was colder than it was up here in Massachusetts while we were down wild there. Wild how that happens sometimes, right? Yeah, it was weird. Now it's 20 degrees up here, so. Yay, uh, welcome take home. Take it with you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it does start out wild. It has this crazy action scene with a semi and uh, Tango, played by Sylvester Stallone, uh, in his full suit cut glory. Uh, sexy man. Drives super far, fast in front of this semi, and uh, he, he jackknifes in front of the road, gets out. He has a fully loaded revolver, and he's just casual, cool as a fucking cucumber, man. A semi is barreling towards him, casually. Kicks it open, empties all the shells out of it. Looks up, sees where the truck is, casually pulls out another clip of him. I'm assuming these are... Not hollow point or something. They're different rounds. And he loads those in his gun. Does the cool cowboy action spin. lock, And it's a tiny little revolver. Mm -hmm. And then he shoots two shots at the semi as it barrels down on him. Which I guess is enough to make these hardened criminals get scared and stomp on the brakes. And then uh, they also get ejected out of the window because it's a 1987 action movie, Sean. Man, that made no sense, but I wasn't going to argue at all. with it. It's like yeah. they slam on the brakes so hard that they ejected themselves. <laughs> it's so dumb. And I <laughs> love he it. Does, and I, he does fire a third round. And I'm like, did he just hit something that made him? No, th that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. But of course, of course, you know, they get it. This is going to be one of those very rare movies that I'm just going to call them by their actual in character role names in the movie Tango and Cash because because it, it fits so well. Easy. It's easy to remember and it's easy to say. Though Robert Zidar is the is the one of the dudes that gets ejected. He is uh well known for a movie uh horror film Maniac Cop, but he if you ever look him up, he is this actor that's got this huge huge square jaw. Uh died about 8 years ago. But also, um, he, he's one of the ones for, that got ejected. Uh, plug for myself on the uh beer me and movie boys because i recently beard them one of my if not my favorite all-time bad movie uh samurai cop which also stars robert zadar as the bad guy in that movie no and way we, we talked exclusively and very lovingly about robert zadar and as soon as he showed up in this flick i took a screen capture and sent it to dave and brian because it's Robert Zadar, as you just said, has a very unique looking face. And I found it very rude that his character's name in this movie is called Face. Face. <laughs> yep. How rude! Yeah. I, I sent him a pic and I said, they did my boy Robert Zadar dirty! <laughs> 
But we'll come back to him later because this movie oh, yeah. is a more of a roller coaster than anything that I've ridden in the last week. Like this thing <laughs> is up and down. Well, it turns out that uh, he's not Tango's not in his own jurisdiction, and they were trying to talk him out of doing this because it's highway jurisdiction out of his realm, you know. And they're like, "Oh, you know, it's filled with nothing but gas." But he does the cool get one thing of the greatest. The we get one of the coolest lines, which is a self-referential Stallone thing, too, where the what guys say, the cops Rambo? say, this guy thinks he's Rambo. And what does he say? Rambo? Rambo's a pussy. <laughs> it's so great, man. I love that Stallone did that. He went for it. And that is just referencing himself. This movie is fucking awesome. Dude, home run on that. He ends up shooting the semi in the one panel that he keeps trying to get them to check because they're like, it's just a gas tanker. So he shoots this gas tanker, but it's full of cocaine in a section. So he gets a big shout out in the newspaper. But underneath, underneath that, Cash has his own little shout out because he's been wrangling in uh, some drug dealers on the west side of town. So he's in the more rundown side, and you got Tango in the more upscale side. And it's really pronounced and shown just in, like, the police headquarters for both areas. One super rundown, feet on the thing. You know, Cash is reaching into his little file cabinet. He's got guns in there. He, <laughs> My sight's off. And he's just, he's fucking lasering every cop in this building. So many, ah, this movie is so fucking bleeds 1980. I love it so much, Sean. When he shoots the fucking truck in front of all of the other cops and they're just like, wow, there is drugs in there. <laughs> what a hero. <laughs> Dude, this entire movie, it's so, looking at it with 2023 eyes, it's so ridiculous. Like, all the way to the end where, Dude. surprise, they get reinstated on the police force. There's no way with everything that went down. Like, they escape prison. Spoilers. Dude. They absolutely murder people. Spoilers. <laughs> and they're like, they oh, yeah, welcome back. Oh, my God. Dude, did you notice who or did you recognize uh, Tango's police captain? Yes, but I couldn't place him i have it pulled up on he's from double impact which we watched with phil he was oh, his yeah he's the one who trained the special forces brother and that's who they rescue because he has a mm-hmm. terrible toupee in that movie too yes uh jeffrey lewis yes yeah, yeah. this him. this movie had a lot of like oh that person oh that person like uh clint howard like Clint Howard, Clint Howard. so fucking awesome sleepy. in this movie. Jack yeah. Palance, another uh-huh. one of those. Jack Palance! Oh, poor Jack Palance, man. He did the movie because when he signed on, he had three scenes with Sylvester Stallone. And at the end of the movie, he's not even on screen with him. Oh, wow. He never even got to shoot with him. He was well, really pissed. Well, he, he knocked it out of the park, I would say. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's Jack fucking Palance. He rules. Yeah. And then you got Curly. Terry Hatcher. Got Terry Hatcher looking 1987 or 1989 Terry Hatcher. Yeah. She, uh, she's only like 57. Yeah. She is, man. For this movie being 30 years ago, it, it's just love, weird uh, to think about. Uh, Cash has, uh, Cash lives in the, the shittier part of town, but he still also has a fucking sweet ride. He's got that Corvette Stingray. Oh, yeah. 
And that's I love exactly that he does. the kind of car that I would think that somebody would have that is doing something that gives them a little bit of money, but they live in like the grungy part of town. Uh huh. It's kind of exactly what I I would imagine and that he would have. He does at least have the garage, mm. which. But then I love that he does the the typical action guy thing too. He pulls in and then just walks across the street or the seats because it's a convertible. I was like, bro, yeah. you're you're fucking up that classic Corvette upholstery. I love that the kids outside, like when he gets home, just love him. Yeah. They love him, but nobody, none of those kids. They've probably been outside playing for three hours because they ain't got nothing else to do. But not wow. a single one of them was like, hey. There's an Asian guy up there that's gonna try to kill oh. you. Oh, <laughs> he's totally like out of nowhere too. And how does he know? Ah, this movie rocks because you don't need to care. Like, how does the the assassin know that he's on the other side of the mirror when he is to blast through it? And how does he know exactly where he lives? Like, it, it's yeah. the well, small things. He, he was set up, and he does pick up on that that's what i love how smart that they are still setting them up as detectives even though it is a dumb action movie it like it gives them things that show off like how good of cops they are too because they do a really good job of that through this movie yeah yeah. you've got you've got tango who's a little bit smooth and he's a little bit more articulate and you've got cash who's really rough around the edges and he won't he won't think twice to jam a chair on some dude's throat to get him to talk Oh my that god, scene. that bad cop and worst cop thing at the end of the movie, I was laughing so hard. We'll get there. When uh I love when cuz uh Cash gets shot twice in the chest. I mean, of course, later we find out he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. But that gun that that dude had was mean looking too. Like that was a serious gun. But then Cash says as an offhand remark, "Oh, they were just half loads and they weren't even they were soft-leaded half loads." It like they were trying to send a message because he's already picking up that uh, it's weird and fishy why they didn't really want to kill him because that guy could have killed him. And yeah. so that guy's he's part of the setup. He's going to give him the fake intel. Ah, it's it's actually a really well-crafted fucking movie. Yeah, it's completely stupid over the top 87 action or 89 action movie. But goddamn, it tells a competent story. You you say it's really stupid over the top action movie, and I think that people hearing that who haven't seen this movie might immediately go to you know you hear Stallone right, and you just assume it's just going to be gunfight, gunfight, gunfight everywhere. But in a relief from that, it, it wasn't even close. To that there wasn't even a lot of gunfight in this movie, outside of a couple of scenes at the end. It was a lot of it was a lot of fisticuffs in prison. It was, sure. you know, the car chase scene. And then you uh-huh. had the ridiculous car chase scene with what's his name's the fucking weird, weird the RV? insane RV at that the end of the rocked. movie. It was a um, it was a breath of fresh air from what you would automatically think an 80s action movie was going to yeah. bring. You would think like Commando, like generic yes. 80s action movie. And this is so much more than Commando because this. I don't know. This is, ah, it's supposed to be funny at a lot of times too. Uh, but it also is just funny in how over the top ridiculous it is. Cause they mm-hmm. don't, dude, nothing is half assed in this flick. And a lot of it doesn't make, <laughs> okay, I guess it does make some sense. But sometimes you're, I was watching this movie and thinking to myself, 
I don't know who to trust. I don't know any of this because none oh. of this makes any sense. Every yeah. person's corrupt. They get put in prison. So, like one of their old commanding officers comes and helps trying to break them out. But hey, this is on the download. They break out. Other police chiefs like, hey, I'm going to help you. I'm going to buy you time. Like what is even happening here? Everybody's, yeah, everybody's trying to help or screw them over. Uh, I do want to give a special shout out. Uh, this movie, as I've mentioned uh, a couple times on the podcast, is from the best of my recollection, the first time I remember seeing boobs. And it's the girl really? in the backseat of the car in the car chase. Yeah, and then that later on, is hooking the up with a dude for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I remember preteen me remembered that from eight-year-old me and was like, hey, there's boobs in this movie. And... Uh, <laughs> Wore out a couple copies of Tango and Cash on VHS, we'll nice. admit. That nice. was that was the life before the internet, kids. It was okay. a terrible time. I terrible wish I time. knew of this movie because I I wore out uh, Forrest Gump because there's like a scene in there where if you pause it just right, it's either a tracking line or you see a flash of nipple. A uh, Jenny nip? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I never knew that. I know a lot of dudes did... Uh, Tape two of Titanic because that's got oh, the, the drawing uh, French scene. girl scene. Uh huh. But no, it was always it was always Tango and Cash Girl for me, dog. Dude, that's what's up. This was mm-hmm. man. This must have been such a dope movie to watch when you were a kid. I probably hadn't seen it in like twenty five years. No exaggeration, if not longer. It had been a long fucking time since I'd seen this flick. Mm. So okay, but man, we ain't even halfway through. No, we, we fucking like we haven't even talked about like why the dude was hiding behind the mirror. Well, we said that Tango's taking care of stuff on East, on the East in LA. You got Cash taking care of stuff in the West. But what really draws that all together is, yeah, there's a, a drug lord over here, a drug lord over here. But then you have Jack Palance's uh, Parrot, uh, who's kind of running everything and getting the weapons in and all the drugs in and kind of distributing it to the neighbor, the side neighborhoods. And these two are being massive pains in their side and costing, uh-huh. I think Perez said cash cost him $60 million in the, la- in which the is, previous year, which is a lot of money in, in 89, man. In 89. And also remember, this is 1989. This is Reaganomics. This is hardcore Nancy Reagan war on drugs. Like, that that's why these guys are the biggest bad criminals that they can think of because they're pushing drugs. You see, it's yeah. ne- it's never clarified even what type of drugs. They never say heroin or anything. They just it's an implicitly drugs. Mm. It's all I drugs. Ass- I assumed cocaine because of that first scene. That's that's where my mind filled in the blanks. Yeah. But that's a good point. It probably was cocaine. No, actually, you, you do have a point. They don't have to say because they said they showed us. Way to pay attention, Kyle, idiot. <laughs> so you have Quan, who's actually played by James Hong, who's like a bad guy in so many of these like Jackie Chan movies. So you got Quan, and you've got best flat top in the game. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Wait. We're talking about two different things. You're talking about the dude that tried to assassinate. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm talking about the assassin. You're talking about the dude. That guy's from Big Trouble in Little China also. With yes. Yep. Kurt Russell. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about then. Yep. So you've yep. got Quan and you also have Lopez, who are the, the heads of their respective neighborhoods, who are like, we got to kill these, kill these, kill these. But you've got Perret, who is 
cold, calculated. He's playing with mice and rats and whatnot. And he's like, I got yeah, a plan. So he's concocted this whole thing of, listen, this sh- shipment's coming in. They're going to be behind bars. And then from there, so they tell you what's going to happen. And then they show you what happens. It shows you what happens. And then once they get put in jail, he's like, well, they're never coming out. And then they show you why. This movie did a really good job of always like telling you and then making it happen. Mm-hmm. And then telling you and then, well, trying to make it happen. And uh, yeah, we get Tango and Cash end up in prison. And I love this fucking prison scene when they're <laughs> They're getting led to their cells, and there are just newspapers and fires everywhere inside this prison. <laughs> like, they are just going to the utmost extreme to show you how much of a hellhole this place is. And it then, reminded me a lot of Face Off. Yeah. A lot of, like Face Off, but without the magnetic boots. Like, way, way lower. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is in a junkyard. <laughs> But there's literally, I walk past like four just full on raging fires inside of this indoor prison. And the guards, there's like tons of them just like, eh, whatever, this place is a shithole. I forgot to bring my marshmallows. Yeah, he says (laughs) so many great Stallone one-liners. Then they get their own prison mates. Uh, Kurt Russell has fantastic interaction with his very large, oversized cellmate who he he at first is shit talking to. (laughs) <laughs> i love what he's that it's so good like C- kurt russell comedic acting when he's like talking shit with his back to him and he turns around and then he like looks up and he's like yeah and that's uh that's your toilet just yeah, to we gotta make that. something something clear right now <laughs> uh that's your toilet yeah so so beautiful whereas on the other hand uh tango stallone gets teamed up with uh clint, clint howard as you mentioned slinky known as slinky who is a inmate that just is annoyingly moving a slinky and uh the next time we see him he's all wrapped up in his bed by his slinky because he uh was fucking with tango's newspaper while he's trying to read it he, he, it was taped to his hands and it was also wrapped around his neck it was yeah so dude <laughs> so fucking good yeah, i so love silly i love when it cuts back to cash and it's nighttime and they're trying to sleep and the dude is so large and so heavy that the bunk above uh-huh. cash is there's only about six inches worth of clearance because the guy is pushing he's so heavy that he's collapsing the bed above cash and I love, too, that when he first walks in, he's laying on the bottom bunk. So you know that guy was just being an extra dick and was like, I'm taking the top bunk. Because he knew yep. he'd sag through like that. Because yep. Cash is an asshole. <laughs> so from there, we wake up. We wake up. We get uh, treated to them waking up and just immediately getting the shit kicked out of them by all the inmates that they put in there. Um, I don't even know if they were all put in there or if they got transferred here because they weren't even supposed to go to this prison. They were supposed to, they pleaded out to 18 months in a low security, basically it's going to be a vacation prison, but everything's corrupt. They got moved here. Everybody's on the payroll. Out of their cells by Jack, uh, what is his name? Palance, uh, Perret. 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 This is what I, this was another one that like when you stop and like look at it you're like that doesn't make any sense but Perrette and his 
Cockney British uh, bad guy somehow Ray-Quin. break into the prison to facilitate them being broken out of their cells and brought to this boiler room to watch them be beat up and then tortured <laughs> to death until the police come in to save them. Yeah. And Perrette slinks away when it's like, does he, is he not paying off all of these guards or is he, what is, how does he get in and out of the prison? But then these what? same guards are being led in by the by fucking face, criminal later. By face later. It's like, it, it does, when I said earlier, doesn't make it didn't any make sense. any sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I don't care. I don't here's, care. Here's, here's another part that doesn't make sense. When they're escaping prison, Sean, why is there a grain silo at the middle of this prison? Oh, um, because this prison's <laughs> built on a hellhole of a farm, I think, Kyle. I think every part of this movie was shot at the same quarry. They just dressed it up in different parts. And that is that is okay with me. Yeah, because that's you know? definitely, like, dude, they're climbing up like it's a grain silo or, like, some, like, rock-crushing thing that they're, they're still supposed to be in prison at this point. It doesn't make any relative sense. It looks like a farm. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. So and then, uh, wait, go ahead. No, go on. I was just going to say, then we get uh, one of my favorite scenes as a kid, which is where they have to navigate the the sparking wires, and they have to mm-hmm. go through sideways, but then for no reason, they keep constantly, like, rotating halfway through, like, their shoulders 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I remember, like, teaching all my friends at school, we had, like, monkey bars, like... That were really close together, and I was like, "Oh, dudes, check it out! We can go through like Tango and Cash," and they'd be like, "What's Tango and Cash?" I'd be like, "You've never seen Tango and Cash?" And not no, because it's an R-rated movie. Why is third graders <laughs> watching R-rated movies except for me? So then they come over and we watch Tango and Cash, and we'd be like, "Boobies!" And then we would do the scene where they keep the yeah. rotating. I don't know why. Of course, that scene was always so fucking cool to me, and it's just them turning their shoulders. I mean, and then that's followed up with them using their belts to basically zip line zip down a, a power cable after How face awesome gets it's, electrocuted. It's just pouring water and they are able to jump from a building and grab a rubber electrified wire with their yeah. bare hands and not slip off. Yeah, badasses. I love it. Yeah. And then they're able to rotate, hook them over, and then, yeah, they slide. God damn. So fucking awesome. I love when they get to prison um, because it's something if it didn't come up later in the movie, I uh, I wouldn't even care. It would be a throwaway. But I love when they get to prison and they're like, well, what the hell is going on? We got to figure out what's happening here. And they're just talking in the shower. Yeah. And they they catch look at each other's Johnson's. And it turns out Cash has probably got a huge cock because it comes back up later with his sister and he's like what are you doing with elephant man what are you what are you doing with elephant man (laughs) oh that's why he says that i thought he was just calling him ugly no (laughs) because of his trunk man because they keep referencing he keeps calling him (laughs) peewee which is funny because again that's got to be another self-referential joke because stallone actually has like a massive hog apparently i haven't watched he has a movie he has he's done pornography, yeah. He he, right. he did pornography under the name the Italian Stallion, which became Rocky's nickname. What a wild life that dude's had, dude. 
for real, dude. You know, he sold his he sold his like boxer dog when he needed money, and then was able to like actually buy him back after Rocky. Oh, dude, I knew about that. Yes, I knew about that. That is such a heartwarming story. Like he was so desperate for cash, he chill he sold his dog. Yeah, and then but and, then he got, him, got back. him back. He also yeah. is like. I that think was to Stallone. like finish up the script, wasn't it? To finish up the script for Rocky, and then after Maybe. the success of Rocky, yeah. he was able to get his he, dog back. Get him back. Also, Stallone like loves turtles, and he, I think he still to this day has the turtles from Rocky two or three that like are in his son's bedroom. His turtles awesome. live for like fifty years, so he has those original turtles too. That's freaking still to cool. this day. What a lot he's got. He's got. Nicholas Cage. Okay, never mind. Nicholas Cage has uh, Stallone levels of trivia. Oh, know? for sure, for sure. I really another one for I this movie that. when when they both get out and uh, he, Cash asks Tango, "What were you doing up there having coffee in Danish?" Which I don't is a like weird Danish. line to say. He says, "I hate Danish," and you know why? <laughs> no. His, Stallone was in the process of divorcing his then wife Brigitte Nelson. Oh who was my god, Danish, and that's why that line is in there, dude. I I appreciate this movie so much. Yeah, so man, much. they were just having fucking fun, and you can absolutely tell that Kurt Russell. Oh my god! So that's they played a funny so thing well too. off each other. The 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 British Cockney bad guy. I don't know if you can tell, but that, he's not really British, Sean. That was a terrible accent. Oh, it was uh, it was awful. Brian James, but, Raekwon. Yeah, it, he showed up to set, and his character only had like two lines. He said, so he was having fun with it. So he did this terrible Cockney thing, and Stallone loved it, and loved it so much. They were this movie was one of those that like they're writing it as they're shooting it. So they just wrote this guy way more lines, and that's the same thing that happened to Robert Zadar. He was only in the opening scene, but Stallone liked his look so much that he wrote him back in for the prison part and gave him a way bigger part. Again, Stallone looking out for dudes. This, to that point, it's so many people that you wouldn't anticipate having such a impactful role in this movie. Like Raekwon has, he's not a looker. He's not listening to him. Like you said, it's a but terrible accent, memorable. but yeah, he's memorable. He has a lot of face time and a much bigger role in face turned out to have like a pretty big role in the first half of this movie. I I fucking love how he is somehow leading all of the prison guards on this chase. They just let an inmate out <laughs> to fucking hunt these two guys. It's, no. It makes absolutely no sense. And they just give him free reign because when he's fighting on the roof, there's no other guards. He's broken away from the guards. They just yeah. expect him to come back, I guess. This was, yeah, this is when he was like in the, in, he was like in this hallway or something. And then his old CO comes tumbling down with a slit yeah. throat. And then all of a sudden you got face and his squadron of security guards running in like fricking the, uh, Richard Kyle and the people at the end of happy Gilmore, you know, they're like, give him back his jacket. Give him. Yeah. They do run in all slow. Yeah. Damn. Fucking man. rules though, man. Uh, yeah, so they end up yeah. escaping, and then it's just oh, it's it's like every scene from there. There's no lost time. There's no there's like zero exposition because this movie doesn't give a fuck. They're like, nope. hey, there's nothing that happens between this 
Yeah, they escape prison and immediately go and track down this FBI guy that framed them. Then immediately track down the sound engineer guy that put together the really clearly fabricated sound tape. And just like, peace, peace, end up at the dance club where Tango's sister's at. Of course, her and Cash fall for each other. And then we go back to Owen's lab. Owen, the fucking G. Owen fucking rules in this movie. Basically, Uh, this movie's Q. Yeah. From James Bond. Uh, He makes all the weird shit for the LAPD because they have an unlimited budget, I guess, and can just do whatever. He makes that tank. It's a fucking Chevy Blazer with, like, a UFO front hatch on top of it and a Gatling gun mounted on the side. I love when they ramp it can, uh, into... It can drive through walls. And it totally does. They ramp into the facility by just blasting through the gate. And then they're just fucking shooting everybody. I love that Stallone's hanging out the window. Just It's such an action movie, dude. He's just blasting a Uzi outside the window. Talking about Owen. And they're dropping I, like, one-liners. I, I didn't even think to bring it up earlier, but when uh, you've got Cash in fighting that guy that's behind the mirror, he shoots him with his boot. Like, he just, like... that. Yes, the boot gun, which he mentions Owen gun. made for him. Yes, dude. Like, and he uses gun, that later on. Ugh. It t- it tickled me right in the ADHD, like, oh, yeah, well, shiny things. You know, like that thing where I was immediately drawn in. Like, what else do you have for me? What else do you have? That was so unexpected. But yeah, yeah, so they break into this facility. They kill literally everybody. They fight monster trucks. Then mm-hmm. they fight... Like actual mining machine, like those mining trucks that are like the size of houses and uh, they crush their car. But what a Tango and Cash do? They don't give a shit. They just roll the windows down and jump on those bad boys and shoot the guys driving it. And then they just drive those into the fucking building because they don't give a shit. Yep. Then Cash gets shot in the arm. But don't worry. It's a clean through. Doesn't it's matter. Good. He'll yeah, be he's fine. Good. He's been shot a hundred times. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He's uh, he, t- he saves Tango there. They have those sweet futuristic guns from out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, then they kill just way more people. Nobody cares. Tons of Ray- gasoline bombs. We didn't even talk about the scene with Rayquin on the rooftop where with they the, get Rayquin's freaking, oh my God, with the grenade and they pretend that tango's actually crazy and Rayquin thinks he's actually gonna blow his head off with a grenade bad cop worst cop and then they can't like help but brag and be like oh you fell for the worst trick of the book the greatest trick bad it cop worst cop <laughs> i love too, that he like he wasn't off. afraid to be dropped but then all of a sudden he's afraid to have a grenade go off like he, he, i don't get why <laughs> why is well, he not scared of dying with this way and he is I didn't. It didn't make sense, but whatever. They it sold the thing. Because I think he was calling their bluff. He's like, "They're cops. They're not going to drop me from here." So he's like, "Oh, I enjoy the view." Ha ha ha. But then I think when he stuck the grenade he- in his mouth, and Cash is like, "Dude, I'm not." Yeah. Okay. No, doesn't make any sense. Do no. I care? No. You know why I think they did it? Literally why? because the director wanted to have a shot where the camera was upside down. So he could have the POV of him hanging upside down. I think he's like, dude, I bet we could just like turn the camera upside down and then we could hold him. And then we'll do the grenade scene. It'll be great. It'll be a cool shot. And they're like, yeah, let's let's put it up. That's Stallone. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I can do that, man. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. Hey man, I'm here for it because every scene with Rayquin I really enjoyed. Like and the, his line they, of being like, you ain't worth a toss or whatever made me laugh. Uh but surprise, he gets his in the end, and then poor uh, Jack Palace doesn't even get like a cool standoff. I remember this this scene was iconic as a kid because it it always seems more intricate. I always remember them like walking through a hall of mirrors and like Sure. Trying to find out who it is, but really they just stand there for like four or five seconds, and then I had to rewind it. I rewound the, it. I did too. That's funny that you did too. But the balls on Cash to take the shot with his boot gun mm-hmm. when her face is right next to his. That's. But Pretty they both balls. hit their shot. I love that they both hit at the same time. Did you pick that up? Yeah, and I love that he goes, oh, my sight was off. Because they were going to shoot him in the kneecaps, and he goes, oh, my sight was off. Oh, <laughs> mine too. <laughs> but to something you said earlier, and that they are really smart, like they have their qualities of knee and one's a little rough around the edges. They have their qualities that make them smart and competent cops that in this hall of mirrors, they they both know, they both knew which one was the right guy for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like you had Tango notice the ring was on the wrong finger and you had Cash notice he had a monogram that was facing the wrong way. So they both yeah. knew exactly who it was because they're insightful. They have, you know, that that training and a good eye to deduce what's going on. And I did appreciate that, but I did rewind it. And there's never a point where you can figure not it out all. yourself. Not nope. at all. Not even for a second. And that's why it just goes so fast. And you don't need yeah. to, again, this is 1989. People were watching this in the fucking movie theater. You just had to get them. And they're like, Oh, Oh, that's how they found it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, to, so to be fair, it was on the wrong finger and it was, but you never, as the audience member, see the real, mm-hmm. the real, uh, what's yeah, his name? Perret. Jack Perret. But yeah, man. Overall, uh, I'm so happy that you fucking like this movie, Shawnee Boy. Dude, it, it was a, it was a cool, like, hour and 35 minutes. Uh-huh. There was no lull. There was no exposition. They did not care. They were like, just move it along, guys. Move it along. Yep. All of those times we watch a movie that's like two hours long and we're like, they could cut half an hour of the, out of this. It feels like this movie was like two hours and 15 minutes and they're just, hey, let's cut this down Trim to an hour and fat. a half. Cut off all of the fat. Cut off anything that even is trying to explain anything. Just cut it all out. And let's just have a fun movie. And you know what? I fucking loved it. <laughs> Well, Shawnee, I'm glad that you loved it. Did you love it enough that you would want to play a little ratings game with me? Hell yeah, I would. All right, buddy. I think I have mine already. I literally just thought of it, but I was like, that's a pretty good one. I don't Shawnee. have one yet, so you you yeah. go. Shawnee. Yo. Say that you're a slick Los Angeles cop. Yeah. Who's just outside of your jurisdiction in a fine cut suit that's cut to your body mods specifically 15 and a half 34 35 baby let's go you're standing out in the middle of the highway with your big dick swinging because you've got your little six shooter right yeah and you gotta you got a semi barreling down on you but those six bullets you got they ain't good enough you're gonna dump those out 
And you yeah. gotta put six fresh bullets in there. Okay. Now, on a scale of one to six, with six being the best, how many bullets you putting into that semi barreling down on you? All six. And, and That's I, right, dude, baby. dude, I'm not even. I'm gonna miss every single one of them because I I just want them to be scared and think that I got a seven shooter and they're gonna mm-hmm. stop right before me, so I don't blast them in the face. Then That's they're right, gonna baby. eject both of their asses out of that semi because <laughs> it makes no goddamn sense. And you're gonna toss the cuffs at him and say, "Do the honors." Yes. All right. Yeah, all six shots. You know what? I'd wager you might even pull out another six and dump those in there too. Hell Fuck yeah, it. I would. Dude, I this movie freaking rolled. This, yeah. I think, I like this movie more than Commando. I do too. I had so much fun watching this. Cool, cool. Because it I th- Commando is like Commando is an action movie, but this one has fun too, man. Like, yeah. tank, there's a, there's comedy. They they again, both of them are dropping like one liners to each other. Yep. Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone have a fantastic chemistry. It's it really is sad they never did do another one of these because it would have been fucking great. This is like one of those I couldn't stop thinking about how much of a perfect air quotes buddy cop pairing mm-hmm. this was. It yeah. really couldn't have been better for me. This is an 80s movie that okay, I say that I like it more than Commando. I like it more than most action 80s yeah. action movies because those, i love that i love it those don't hit like all of the right spots for me because it's always the same plot it's always su- super far-fetched taking place on some abandoned island this is just go 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 did it always make sense no was it always fun yes loved it <laughs> was it always fun yes what i would have loved uh i just made this sequel up in my head somehow some way uh, Tango and Cash in the second movie have to go like into witness protection, and uh, I'm here. They for have it. to they have to stay in the same house, and then it becomes an odd couple thing because Tango is obviously very neat and tidy, whereas Cash is very sloppy and lazy, and that's just a whole man. You could do so much with that. Yep, that would be great. And they had they had the chemistry. They could have done that shit. So, oh man, oh, wow. I I feel really bad that next week's Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> lethal Weapon 2? Because we're My, going and, from this to Lethal Weapon 2, and I get it. That movie's probably good, but it's going to be tough see. for me going from this to that. I'm excited to see where it goes, because I, I don't know if I've ever seen Lethal Weapon 2, to be honest with you. Cool. I, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I mean, I, I'm My just mom gonna... loved them, but I don't, I don't remember watching those with her. I liked the diehards, so. The Lethal Weapon felt like... Diet more, die somehow almost. more of like an adult, like the adults like them. Like my dad loved the Lethal Weapons, yeah. and I think it was Mel Gibson. Know. Everybody loved Mel Gibson in the eighties. The hair, man. I guess that so. hair, but I, dude, dude, Kurt Russell, dude. the hair. I know, dude, <laughs> dude, beautiful mane, just a fucking quaff, fucking ah. gorgeous. Yes. All right, Kyle. Yes, sir. All right. You are you are going to your buddy Owen's place after uh-huh. you just got out of jail. Yeah. It's not going to directly line up with this. But you know that you are going to be picking up an arsenal full of stuff. You're going to be getting some guns. Do you have anything big? Sweet. Yes. Awesome. 
and uh, you're loading up, you pick up some grenades, you pick up some guns, and you turn around and you see a nice brown pair of fitted cowboy boots that have a shotgun right in the heel, both heels, both mm-hmm. heels. Each each one of these holds four slugs, Okay. a total of eight shots. Gotcha. For the climax of this movie, you're going to be using your full arsenal. you got... AKs, you got probably a belt full of grenades that you're going to jam down people's penis parts. <laughs> but you're going to yeah. run out of everything but these boot shots. You're going to come into a room. There's 16 people in there, but you feel like lining up these guys just right, you're going to be able to clip a couple with, you know, uh-huh. with each shot. How many shots are you going to take with your boots to clear out this final room? full of people heroically with your feet there's eight shots in the boots uh so instantly blasting all eight shots into the first guy i see (laughs) but those eight shots as they go into him they hit his ribs and they as they exit they bounce out and they hit eight other individual people and then for the other eight people with those same boots, I just kick the absolute living shit out of their faces with them and then reload and then stomp a, sh- a shell into each of their faces. Sick. Going on. Just, whatever it takes to imp- – I fucking love this movie too, dude. This was one of the most fun <laughs> I've had watching any action movie for this sh- podcast, period. This was such a fucking blast. I was literally laughing – clapping like an idiot by myself with headphones on watching this, just losing my shit at the ridiculousness of it. Because we've we've talked about it, and we say this a lot, but we really can't fully explain what you will see in this flick. You won't, you won't fully grasp it unless you watch it for yourself. The action is just... It is 80s action movie refined and delivered to you on a silver platter. It's perfection, man. I can't believe I've never heard of this movie. And I like, seriously, guys, I implore you if if you if, if even listening to us gush about this, like you're like, oh, well, what's the point in watching it? I, I don't give a fuck. Go watch it. Go rent it. Go watch it. Because um, this movie rules, which leads me to Kyle. You're yeah. you're in a movie rental store. You, you're walking around. You could you could rent anything. You could rent Child's Play. Not that you ever would. You could rent Commando. You could rent. You can rent Girls Gone Wild seventeen. But you come across wow. this movie, Tango and Cash. You renting it? I tell you, just the name alone, eye catching, sticks in your brain. It's a fun thing to say, Tango and Cash. You're looking at that cover, and you also see Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Goddamn right, I'm renting this motherfucker every day of the week. Gimme Tango and Cash, baby. Hell yeah. Did you not buy this movie? Oh, yeah, I totally bought this for this one. It was on sale, and uh, I wasn't 100% sure, but I was like, man, I do like, I liked this movie a lot when I was a kid. I'm so glad I bought it. Fucking A. Because now Mandy has also never seen it. It was only like six bucks. Oh, wow. That's not. And now I own it on Amazon, so I can watch it anytime. And Mandy has shown interest, so I'll definitely watch it again because it was a blast. But uh Hell Shani, yeah. same question to you, man. You're in you're in your dingy neighborhood grocery store little corner market and you see this VHS tape. You gonna you gonna scoop that up and play with that with your little lawn cut cutting money? 
I don't know if this is something I'm sure we've talked about this prior. Um, there were some movies that we would just rent like weekend after weekend because we just liked them so much to the point where I think it probably would have been by like the third weekend. It would have just been just cheaper to buy the movie. <laughs> uh-huh. But I, I'm either renting this movie and just never returning it and sure, sure. saying I lost it and make my parents buy it and I'll secretly watch it. Uh-huh. Or or I'm talking them out of getting Neverending Story 2 again and just renting this again weekend after weekend. Well, I f- why would we buy this? Dude, I, I would watch this as... This is the kind of movie when I was a kid, I would watch this and then immediately just put it on again. Yeah, this was one... One of famously, even before I knew I liked boobies and really what that, I, this is another one. Like I wore out a copy of this tape and trimmers to the point my mom had to buy new copies because I watched them both so much. So freaking awesome. Loved I, dude, this movie. Thank you so much for putting this on the radar. Like I I'm never glad, would I'm have glad, seen I'm this s- just because yeah, I'd I'm never so heard happy of it. you enjoyed it to this level with me. Cause that just makes me feel good that number one, I still enjoyed it that much. And number two, you fucking loved it. So I know it's a good one. So that audience should tell you, go fucking watch it. We, we're done gushing. This episode is as long as this fucking movie. I, I can't believe this episode's an hour and almost 21 minutes already. That's that's insane to me. We only get this long when we have guests on. Yeah. But with that being said, folks, follow the socials and do stick it. around. As always, If if you didn't know by this point... We do a Would You Rather after every single episode, after the theme song, the, the outro here, and we've been doing it for like the last four months. I'm curious as to how many people have noticed. I don't know, do I really care? No. but We've got one at the end of this episode, too. And it's my turn to ask Kyle one. But until then, audience, you can go tango and cash yourself. Okay, Kyle. Yes. Okay. We're we're in a Stallone world. I'm taking a, a little uh a little step away from uh Russell Land, Russellville. Russell, Russell Fest. Fest, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna step into the Stallone extended film universe for a moment. Kyle, would you rather be hung upside down? Um, by your shirt above a shallow pool with chains around your leg and you're about to be lowered into this pool and shocked three good times with that thing you won't die you will not mm. die you may go into a but coma but a you will not die fucking shock. you're going to have three really good shocks or would you rather while he was in his prime Take three full-on Rocky Balboa body shots. Ooh, okay. Man, all right, that, that changes it. If you'd have said face shots, I'd probably, maybe, I'd I'd wager the shocks. But doing body shots, it's going to suck ass, but I still feel that's the better. I'd, I'd take the, the Rocky body shots. Would your answer have changed if it was face shots? Yeah, prob- maybe. It, it, it's more <laughs> likely that I'd go for the shocks. But the body shots, like like I said, it's going to suck, but I feel I could weather it 
better than okay. getting shocked with a live wire and salt water. Okay. But okay. The face I, shots. Cool. So there we well, go. Something that's a good about, one. Folks. I like that. I like that one. I've been thinking about it for like the last hour, like what I could do. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. All right. Later, everybody.